However you got here, you're currently listening to the Perry Hall Family Worship Center podcast. Thanks for giving us a chance. If today's message speaks to you, encourages you, or just leaves you with questions, you can reach out to us at connect at perryhall.life. Okay, so let's get into our, our study here. And the topic is why Christmas? I would love to ask kids, what's Christmas all about to you? Why Christmas? I would love to hear their response. Their response would reflect their parents. And if they come back and say, well, it's about Santa Claus, or if it's about gifts, and a lot of kids may go that way, depending, but parents, we are commanded to teach our children the ways of God, train up a child in the way to go. We're, we're commanded to do that. So let me just give a word of encouragement to parents, grandparents, guardians, whatever it may be, is be telling your children the truth about Christmas. It's the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and we're celebrating it, and that's what it's all about. So don't hesitate and don't sugarcoat some of this stuff. You know, it's, some of this stuff is fun and everything, but man, Jesus has got to stay in the center. Amen? Amen? Okay, so at the end of our lives, we're going to end up in one of two categories. You will receive justice or you will be justified. Justice is a process or result of using laws to fairly judge and punish crimes and criminals. It's a legal thing we're talking about. To be justified is to declare righteous. In other words, we get off the hook. When a crime takes place, justice demands punishment. There's a price that has to be paid. Breaking the law, there's a fine. There's consequences. If you're, if you're going 50 miles an hour over the speed limit, you're going to get pulled over, you're going to get a ticket, and you're going to have to pay that ticket. That's the fine for breaking the law. Unless you go fast enough and the police officer can't catch you. (laughs) Somebody said amen. (laughs) But let's keep talking about this because I'm trying to build a case here. Let me use another example. A, A mob boss, you know, like a gangster boss. If he gets caught doing something wrong and he's got to go to the judge, one of the, one of the greatest things that he can hear is this judge is corrupt. That makes his day. He's going to pay off the judge. He's going to buy him cars or whatever it may be. The worst thing this mob boss would hear is, well, this judge is pretty just. You're going to get what you deserve. He's not going to like that. But here's the point. Are we going to get what we deserve? I want to go back in time when all this stuff started happening. And it's important to read this and and understand what took place. I want to start out here in uh, Genesis chapter 2. And let me read this here because it's it's very uh, important that we get an understanding here. Genesis chapter 2, verses 16 and 17. It says here, 
And the Lord God commanded the man saying, of every tree of the garden, you may freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in that day that you eat it, you shall surely die. Now, let's be really clear here what God has commanded. This is like the the first law out there. This is the first law. This is the first law that was broken. And this is the first time we really see justice takes, takes place in the Bible. Now, God was very clear. This is a, this is a sidebar note here, because I don't want to get into this. But God was very clear to Adam. He says, of the tree of the good and evil, you shall not eat. He didn't give him options. He didn't give him suggestions. He said, you shall not eat. It wasn't God's will. It wasn't God's desire that Adam eat. Stick with me here. For in the day that you eat it, you shall surely die. So we see here the law. And then we see here the the crime. Then we see here the justice that's taken place. He was, he, the law was for him not to eat. He got caught. <laughs> he got busted. Now should surely die. Boy, that's pretty tough consequences, isn't it? For just taking a bite out of an apple or a fruit. The Bible doesn't say apple. That's a tough, you can look at this and you can argue this. God, why doesn't make sense here? Just this little bit of, you know, eating the fruit. See, God puts sin <laughs> He puts sin at a high priority, maybe is the word priority. He doesn't like sin. And sometimes we have a tendency to, to maybe edit the Bible, maybe cut and paste certain things, use certain things in the Bible that fits our, our situation. But God's very serious about sin, and God's very serious about consequences that is paid for sin. So again, we see here the first law given, then it's broken, and then justice. It would be a violation of a holy God, a just God, not to punish sin. I know this doesn't sound like a Christmas message, but you'll see at the end here how it is a Christmas message. God has to bring justice. A matter of fact, without justice, evil would win. Evil would win out without justice. So we see how God put this all together here. So spiritually talking here, we need to kind of take it to us. We can look at the Old Testament. We can look at the New Testament. We can look at this word just or justice. And we can see there's many different ways of, of looking at this word. We can say, well, we see this person in the Old Testament. He was justified and all these. But now we're going into the New Testament. This is where we live right now. We live in the New Testament. We live by... The, the grace time and thank the Lord for it. But in Romans 3.23, this is bringing it to all of us right now. It says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. You're a sinner. I'm a sinner. We come into this world with tainted, sinful blood from Adam. It's really that simple when we look at it. But we have to realize there's a problem that's taking place here. There's a, um, there's a crime that has taken place. Now we got to figure out how to get it fixed. Now we get into Romans 3.24. Now here comes the Christmas story, if you will. Romans 3.24 says, Being justified freely by his grace 
through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. We are still guilty of sin, but now Jesus is coming into the picture here. The cross is coming into the picture. Now we begin to start getting this, this other part of, of, um, of what we're seeing in our whole theme as we're going with justice and now justification. Justification has taken place. Galatians 3.13 says it this way. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. Now, are you starting to see the picture here? What Christ has done for us? We're sinners and we need to be dealt with. But Jesus is taking us on the cross. He's taking all this on the cross. Therefore, Romans 5.1, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So now we look at this justified a little bit deeper here. Justification is not based on your works. Oh, I come to church every day of the week. <laughs> I help the poor, help the needy. I'm a good person. No, that doesn't justify you. Matter of fact, the Bible calls it filthy rags. It doesn't make it right. It might be a good thing to do, but our behavior doesn't make it right. Rather, us knowing that our justification serves as a sign, if you will, to others. See, when you have a relationship with Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you have to change. You will change, and it's going to change if you really made a commitment to God. If you didn't make a commitment to God, you're going to stay the same way. But when you make a commitment to God, your life truly changes. Now people can see something different in your life. That's being justified by Christ. Now, John says, it, says this. What, I'm sorry, James. What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? See, we see like works as a result of faith. We see that works is a result of being justified by God. It's not works makes us justified. It's justified, then we get works. It's a holy God we're talking about here. It's a holy God. And he deals with all these different things in our lives. He doesn't abandon us. Now we go to Titus 3.7. I'm using the New Living Translation for this one verse. Because of his grace, he made us right in his sight and gave us confidence that we will inherit eternal life. This is one to study because of his grace. Because of his grace, he made, he made us right in his sight. He's not saying that all of a sudden we're, we're perfect, but now we're justified and we know we can have eternal life. Many people don't understand what it takes to get to heaven. Amen. And here's the thing here. We are designed to live on. Something is going to live on. If we, don't have, if we don't accept Jesus Christ, you know what we're going to get? We're going to get justice. We're not going to get justification. We're going to get justice. We're going to get what's due to us because we're sinners and we haven't accepted the redemption, what Jesus has done. He made us right in the eyes of God for eternal life. I want to say this as well. Is, it is so important to make sure that you are right with God. It is so important. I did, a, I did a memorial service right here yesterday. We, we don't know when our time is 
We just don't know. And when we accept Christ, we can see here that we have confidence in eternal life. That's awesome. Very awesome. Extremely awesome. But also, we have to remember when we accept Christ into our lives, he's here for us for the here and now. And the Bible says that Jesus come to give us life and give it to us abundantly. Oh yeah, we're going to have we're going to have bumps in the road without a doubt. We're going to have deal with situations and things like that. We know that. But God still wants to be here for us for the here and now. He's what will get us through in times of sickness and and depression and and failures maybe or financial problems or abandonment or separations. He'll be here for us. So even though we can see why Christmas, we're beginning to see it now, is for eternity, but it's for the here and now to get it right with God because he doesn't want to desert us. 1 Peter 3.18 says this, For Christ also suffered once for sins, that just, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death, in the flesh, but made alive by the Spirit. So Christ suffered for us, for the sinners. Someone who is, who is just, he suffers for us, who's the unjust. It's really that simple. He took it to the cross. We look at Christmas and we can, in one sense, we can say that Jesus came to die. And he really did. Of course, but he's given us the abundant life for every day that we need to tap into. Yeah, there is favor with God when you have a relationship with God. And as I was stressing yesterday uh, at the memorial service, I'm not talking about uh, religion. I'm not talking about religion at all. I'm not really fond of religion. You haven't figured it out. Religion is man's way to God. It's about a relationship with God. So we see Christmas. Jesus is coming. He wants to have a relationship with everybody. And as we continue to go through life, we got to remember, first of all, we got to start the relationship and then we can build on it from there. We communicate, we spend time with them and then we start getting that favor. We start getting, we see that he's beside us and he's helping us with our, even our thought life. But I want to read it again in 1 Peter 3.18. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God. Putting, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the Spirit. See, a price had to be paid. A price had to be paid. A lot of times we say, man, why did God have to do it this way with Jesus nailing on the cross? That's the way he did it. Because it's precious, godly blood that had to be sacrificed. So justification is an act of God whereby he pronounces a sinner to be righteous because of the sinner's faith in Christ. That's a key point there. It's not everybody who's righteous. It's the one who puts their faith in the Christ. And he's the one who's saying, even though, even though you're the sinner, Jesus has paid the price. I heard this story it's, I don't know if it's real, but it sounds good anyway. I'll share it. Guy goes to court for a speeding ticket. And, the, and the, um, the fine was, I want to say like 500 bucks. I'm not sure what it was. So the guy goes to court and he goes before the judge. And the judge said, you're guilty. You were speeding. 
and this is your fine. Hammer goes down, and the guy's a little upset. He says, how come you didn't let me off? He says, we're neighbors. <laughs> He's a neighbor. We're neighbors. We have cookouts together. Our family goes together. And the judge says, I can't do it. I got to give you justice. But then the cop steps off the bench, takes his robe off, and he pays the $500 to the, to the clerk. See, he paid the price for his friend. He paid the price, but his friend still had a price to pay. And that's the way it is with Jesus. Jesus paid the price, but, you know, there's a, there's a price to pay. And we can't think we're, we're going to um, fly under the radar here because God wants us to have a relationship with him. And he's telling us that we need justice. We need, we need to be justified. So as I begin to wind down here, you'll receive justice getting what you deserve or you will be justified. When that day comes, you will get justice or you'll be justified by God when you go before him. You're either condemned or you're born again. Jesus says you must be born again. So you're either condemned because you're not born again. And then you get the justice. You get what you deserve. Nobody else has got you. So I want to get back to the, the question here. Why Christmas? I want to say this. I hope you figured it out. I hope you figured it out why Christmas. We might say it's when God and sinners reconcile. When God and sinners came together. When God came to us and said, look, you can't do it on your own. Let's do it together here. I'll make a way for you. I'll justify you even in your sin. See, here's the bottom line. You need Christ. And I'll say it again. You need Christ. You need him. You can't do without him. You need him for here and now, but you need him for eternity as well. See, justification is kind of like the opposite of being condemned. You can be condemned or you can be guilty. You're guilty. But justification says, hey, you're off the hook. Through Adam, all are condemned. But through Jesus, he meets the requirements of a righteousness from God. See, God requires something from us. Any type of crime requires something. There's a, there's a reaction to something. We'll stand before God. We won't stand to receive justice. But we'll stand to receive justification. And to say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. See, we'll be acquitted. We'll be acquitted of our crime. It's like we got off the hook. We got off the hook when you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So let me go back to why Christmas. Because we needed it. Because we needed it. Sometimes it just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense in God, in my eyes, why God is such a loving God, even though we're, we're a bunch of sinners. And even when we accept him as Lord and Savior, we still mess up. We're still not perfect. The only thing I can say is this, for God so loved you that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. 
See, it's all about God. It's all about the love for him. All we got to do is accept him. We'll be acquitted, not guilty. So I say this. I have no further questions, Your Honor. Let's pray. Father God, I just come before you in the name of Jesus. I thank you for each person here today, each person watching online. I pray for them. I pray for our families, Lord. Protect us as we go through uh, a Christmas season, which is a great season. Lord, I pray blessings and protection to be upon us, Lord. Lord, I pray your hand to be upon us like never before. And Lord, I pray for anyone right now who doesn't know you in that personal way, Lord, that hasn't received justification from you, Father. Father, they would get it right so they won't be, uh, they won't have to deal with justice at the time of, of the end for them. So Lord, you came for a reason. You came to save sinners like all of us. And I thank you for it. Bless us today, guide and direct us. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for giving the Perry Hall Family Worship Center podcast a chance. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and if you want to know more, we've got everything you need at perryhall.life.